I haven't mentioned my friend Warren Wiersbe for uh, a few weeks. I'll mention him now because uh, I have utilized uh, something that he wrote oh, over 30 years ago in, uh, in reference to uh, our message this morning. It's not the only resource, but it's the one that I used or uh, learned from more than any of the other resources, uh, and it's one that I am uh, uh, going to uh, uh, depend on uh, quite a bit this morning for our message. Let's, uh, let's have prayer before we uh, have the message. What a, what a blessing it should be, Heavenly Father, to uh, have uh, your truths explained to us, to have uh, eternal truths taught to us and applied for our lives. Uh, we ask that uh, it will be uh, a time of blessing uh, today, but blessing for us so that you might be blessed. Because once again, we remember that our uh, chief end in life is to glorify and honor you. So, Heavenly Father, in your kindness, would you work? Would you work blessing? Would uh, each one of us please profit from this message and uh, may all of uh, the workings in our lives go uh, unto you. We pray to you, Heavenly Father, through our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Amen. The word conscience is found over 30 times in the New Testament. Two of those times are Acts 24, 16, and Hebrews 9, 14. Acts 24, 16 has the Apostle Paul saying, I strive always to keep my conscience clear or void of offense before God and man. And Hebrews 9.14 reads in part, How much more then will the blood of Christ cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? This morning we are going to consider some of the things we find in the Bible about the conscience. Our conscience is very important to our Christian living. God gave us all a conscience to help us in coming to Christ and then to help us to live lives for Christ. We should be most thankful for and most careful with our conscience. Our first point today about the conscience is this. What is our conscience? How are we 
to understand it. Our conscience is something within the heart of each one of us that approves when we do right and accuses when we do wrong according to the standard within our heart. Let me say that again. Our conscience is that inner faculty in all of us that tells us whether our actions and thoughts and words are right or wrong according to the standard within the heart. Do you remember the time in David's life when he was being chased by King Saul? On a particular occasion during that time, David cut off a corner of King Saul's robe. Saul had gone into a cave and David crept up unnoticed and cut off a piece of Saul's robe. David, we read, his heart went on to smite him for doing that. That's conscience. David knew that he should not have done that to the king of Israel. Even though Saul was not a godly man, he was the king. David could not respect the man, but he knew he had to respect the office. And so his conscience accused him when he treated the king that way. Do you remember when King Herod took the life of John the Baptist? When Herod went on to hear about the miracles Jesus was doing, Herod thought that John the Baptist had come back from the dead. His heart was so bothered that he had wickedly put John to death that he thought that John had come back to life again. That's conscience. Conscience is that inner faculty that God has planted in all of us that communicates to us whether our actions and thoughts and words are right or wrong according to the standard within our heart. The Bible gives us two pictures of our conscience in the New Testament. Let me bring to your attention under our first point, the picture that comes from the pen of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter two. In Romans chapter two, Paul compares our conscience to a witness and a judge. Here's the picture. In our inner self, there is a courtroom. And in that courtroom, a judge sits at the bench 
and a witness stands before him. The judge and the witness are our conscience. When you and I do something right, the witness testifies that we have kept the law, and the judge says, that's good. But when you and I do something wrong, the witness testifies that we have broken the law, and the judge says, that's not good. You and I can no doubt remember when we were young children. When we were young children, and on a particular occasion, we did not tell the truth, or we cheated, or we took something that wasn't ours. We can also remember how something down inside bothered us. That was the witness saying to the judge, we went against the law, and the judge declaring, that's not good, that's not right. Our conscience. Hopefully, we can also remember times when we told the truth or resisted cheating or would not steal and something inside of us approved of our actions. That was the witness saying to the judge, we obeyed and the judge declaring, that's good. Our conscience is that inner voice that God has placed in all of our hearts that approves when we do right and accuses when we do wrong according to the standard within our heart. Let me say this again. Our conscience is very important to our Christian living even though, no doubt, many of us have never really thought about or heard teachings on the conscience. Our conscience is very important to our Christian living. It is meant to be a great friend of the believer. How thankful we should be for and how careful we should be with our conscience. I wonder, are any of you being bothered by your conscience today? Because you have done something wrong and you have not taken care of it. Or you are not doing something you ought to be doing and you are not taking care of that. Thank God for your conscience and take care of that wrong for God's glory and your good. Listen to this before we move on to the second point of our message. We Christians want to know in understanding our conscience that our conscience 
is not the law of God. The law of God is the Bible. Our conscience was given to us by God to bear witness to the law of God. Our conscience was given to us by God to testify to the standard of God. Our conscience might at times seem that it is the law of God, but it's not. The word of God is the law of God. Our conscience is for the purpose of helping us live out the word of God in our lives. Let me put it this way. For our Christian living, God has given us his word. He's given us the Holy Spirit who uses our conscience in reference to his word to help us live lives that honor him. Do you see the importance of the conscience? Point two today now is this. Three workings to us, or excuse me, three warnings to us, three warnings to us about the conscience. There are three dangers, in other words, we need to watch out for concerning our valuable conscience. A, or first, the danger of a hardened conscience. Or what 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 refers to as a seared conscience. A hardened conscience is a conscience that no longer accuses us when we do wrong. It's a conscience that has stopped telling us that our behavior is going astray. It's a calloused conscience. It's a numb conscience to the right and wrong of God. In the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah compares the nation of Judah to a prostitute who no longer blushes. When a woman begins her way of prostitution, she blushes because she knows that what she is doing is not right. But if she does not respond to her conscience and rather continues in her prostitution, her conscience will become harder and harder to her immorality until finally her conscience is seared in reference to her sin. Jeremiah said, Judah had so continued to disregard her conscience and to disobey the Lord God that she no longer had an inner voice that shouted to her, no, no, this is wrong. Don't continue to go this way. This is against the Lord. Take care of it. A hardened conscience. A number of years ago, Dick Myers, Dick was part of our church. He was 
one of the members of our church. If I remember correctly, by God's grace, he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through attending this church. And then he went on to join this church. But a number of years, Dick is now with the Lord Jesus in heaven. But a number of years ago, Dick Myers told me about a situation that took place at Hershey's. Uh, Hershey's, the chocolate people. He said some of the workers, perhaps many of the employees, were taking home Hershey's chocolate without paying for any of it. It was not their privilege to do that. It was not one of the perks that they had in working for Hershey's. It was something that they started to do. And all told, quite a bit of Hershey's chocolate was being taken and not paid for. There was a real problem there. We ask, how could the employees do that? At first, it no doubt hit them that this was not right. But as they continued to do this, it no longer bothered them. A danger we need to watch out for concerning our conscience is a hardened conscience, continuing to, to do something wrong to the numbing of our conscience. Our conscience is a gift of God to help us to live the Christian life. It is meant to be a great friend of the believer. And so we need to beware of hardening this gift of God and taking it out of operation. Let me ask you again. Is there some wrong that's in your life you're refusing to deal with it, your conscience is going to get harder and harder and harder. And you might think that's good. You might even look forward to when that's the case, when you're no longer bothered by your conscience. It's not good. It's not good. It's not life. It's not blessing you will regret it. I will regret it if that's the case with me. B, or a second danger to our conscience is what I will call a badly programmed conscience. A badly programmed conscience. Our conscience functions according to the standard of right and wrong that we have in our hearts. If we have the word of God in our hearts, our conscience functions in reference to that. But if we have another law in our hearts, our conscience will act in reference to that. If we have worldly, godless standards in our hearts, then our conscience will lead us astray with those worldly, godless standards. A second danger 
we must watch out for is the danger of letting something other than the word of God be in our hearts. Years and years ago, when the British took over India as part of their empire, they found in India the practice of burning the widow of a deceased man on his funeral pyre. When the husband would die, the wife would then be expected to die as well. The British issued a law abolishing that practice. One of the religious leaders among the Indian people came to a British leader and said, our conscience tells us that the widow must be burned. The British leader, however, responded, and our conscience tells us that if you do it, we will have to hang you. Our conscience functions according to the standard of right and wrong that we have in our hearts. And so we need to ask ourselves right now, what is the standard that I have in my heart? What is it? What is it that I am using to feed my heart? What is it that you are feeding the hearts of your children? We are feeding our hearts. Our children's hearts are being fed. What is the standard that we have in our heart? We need to beware of a badly programmed conscience. And then three or C, the third danger to our conscience is allowing someone other than God to bind our conscience, to be the Lord of our conscience. The Roman Catholic Church has a doctrine called fetus implicita, implicit faith. It says that whatever the Roman Catholic Church teaches Roman Catholics are to believe implicitly. No discussion, no argument, no debate, no resistance, no freedom of conscience in regard to her teachings. Roman Catholics are required to believe them implicitly. The church says it, that settles it. Warning number three. God alone is the Lord of the conscience. We are not to give our conscience to anyone other than the Lord God. We are not to give up our liberty of conscience. Martin Luther, the Roman Catholic Church wanted him to hold to her wrong view of salvation, period. But he replied, 
unless I am convicted by scripture and plain reason. I do not accept the authority of popes and councils, for they have contradicted each other. My conscience is captive to the word of God. Our consciences are not to be bound by anyone other than the Lord God. And so how are you concerning these three dangers? Do you have a hardened conscience? Do you have a badly programmed conscience? Do you have a wrongly bound conscience? Remember, we are to be most thankful for and careful with our conscience. And then our last point today is this. From where does our conscience come? A variety of uh, opinions here. There are some who say that our conscience is a part of evolution. As man, they say, evolved over time, conscience evolved with him. And so our conscience is a product of evolution. I don't think this view is correct because the Bible, in my opinion, does not teach us that this view is correct. But that's how some would answer the question from where does our conscience come? There are others who say that our conscience is merely the, the total of all the standards of the society around us. Society has created our conscience. I don't think the Bible teaches us that idea either. Society can give us standards, but society does not give us our conscience. Remember, conscience is that faculty that responds to the standards we have. It is not the standards themselves. And we could go on and name other uh, answers to the question, from where do we get our conscience? But let me just give what I believe the Bible teaches us in reference to that question, and it's this. Our conscience is a gift of God that we all receive at our creation. It is a gift of God given to be a blessing to us. God has given us a conscience to convict us of our need for the Lord Jesus and then to help us to live our lives for the Lord Jesus. The Word of God tells us what the Christian life is about and as we bring the Word of God into our hearts, the Holy Spirit can use our consciences to guide us in reference to the Word of God, to guide us in its wisdom, to guide us concerning righteousness, to guide us in service and fellowship, to encourage us to witness, to help us in prayer, to build our character. A gift from the Lord God for the purpose of helping us to live out the Christian life. Let's review what we have covered today. 
The conscience is that inner faculty in all of us that approves when we do right, accuses when we do wrong according to the standard that we have within us. We want to ask, to be very practical here, what am I doing? What am I doing with this precious gift of God? What am I doing with the Word of God? What am I doing with the Holy Spirit of God who is within me? And what am I doing with the conscience which has also been given by God? Am I being careful with it? Am I making sure that no sin is hardening it? That I'm not badly programming it? That I'm not allowing my children to have badly programmed consciences? Am I making sure that God alone is the Lord of my conscience? Am I using this gift of God to help me to live out the Christian life? Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for uh, this time uh, in one of your truths, in one of your very important truths. Uh, Lord God, we, we pray again, not only that we would understand, but that we would uh, take what we have heard and uh, by your strength, by your power, by your grace, uh, have it uh, in our lives so that uh, we might live more for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Please let us take with us, not just in our minds, but in our lives, some things that we have heard today. We pray to you, Heavenly Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.